to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing great. I'm so glad. Yeah, we haven't talked since I've been through my first hurricane. I know. It's so (laughs) weird when we skip a week recording because this is, I feel like, our face-to-face catch-up time. Yeah. Before we record, everybody, Jenny and I usually sit here and talk, and then like after we record, we usually sit here and talk. And It's true. That's where we we catch up and... (laughs) <laughs> Our great ideas come from those little conversations, but yeah, she's been gone and I've been busy and we did not record last week. We, we are catching up this week. Yeah. We survived our first hurricane. It is no joke to have a hurricane, <laughs> even category one, Hurricane Ian that hit Florida. I know everyone saw all the pictures of the devastation of Florida. Thank goodness it wasn't like that here, but a category one is still pretty scary. We had three feet of water under the beach house. Wow. Wow. We managed to get the water heater fixed, so it didn't ruin it forever. But the washer and dryer, no, (laughs) No, Uh they're going to have to be replaced. But a few pieces of trim need to be replaced, and that was it. As crazy as it sounds, is there a way to build them up higher, and then you could have like a step platform that you step up on to do For the washer and dryer? Yes. Chad's planning to put one more layer of, they're like on this concrete or cinder block kind of Uh platform. We're going to build it up one layer higher. Yeah. Are you going to? And I think we're just not going to get expensive ones. You know, this is just the kind of thing. I mean, you know, it could flood. Who knows how often it could happen? Are you getting a front load? Yeah. We're going to get a front load. So it'll be higher up. Yeah. Because it was really hard to get into the. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if you went front load, you could raise it up quite a bit. We're going to get a front load. Yep. Yeah. And then raise it up. Yeah. We're going to need to do it. But anyway, the hazards of beach house living. Exactly. That is what it is. But we came out okay. The Pauly's Island Pier floated away and <laughs> Cherry yeah. Grove Pier and some other pier called the Apache Pier. I don't know where that is, but three piers got really, like, I guess, destroyed during the hurricane. Uh, yeah, I was watching the news coverage and stuff and saw yeah. some of those videos of those piers washing away. And it just, it really makes you like kind of in awe of nature. Yeah. Like, did you suddenly have this whole new, like, I don't know if appreciation is the word, but for nature and just how powerful of a force it can be. That's exactly true. I felt like that when a tornado hit my house. So when a uh, tornado hit our neighborhood in 2018, I guess it was, and you drive around the next day and you see the devastation. I mean, you hear about tornadoes hitting and you're like, oh, yeah, they're devastating. But then when you like live through it and you see it, suddenly you're like, wow. Yeah, Garden City is a lot lower than Surfside, where I live. Garden City, they had 
like two feet of sand on the road. Like they couldn't drive. They had to like, wow. you know how some places use snow, like snow plows to get yes. the, the snow off. It was exactly like that. But they had sand. to scoop the sand. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. We didn't have any of that. Thank goodness. So we feel very grateful. Yeah. Well, thankful it was a minor storm by the time I reached you. <laughs> right. right. Her, a minor, love, major storm. Two, I'm out of here. Let me just put it <laughs> <Right>. that way. <laughs> Well, maybe that will be the worst to come this hurricane season. Yeah, I think so. We just got that out of the way early. But yeah, after you lived through that and you were sending us pictures, I was just like, I know so many people who cruise during hurricane season. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? No. Well, I I mean, I don't want to be on a rocking ship. Well, Ships really do a good job of changing their course for them. It's just a matter of can you get back into port? Right. Or or can you get out of the port? And, you know, this was the first time we've really been impacted like this since we've owned beach property. Now, of course, remember Dorian came and disrupted our moderator trip to Myrtle Beach, but it didn't really, it wasn't a direct hit. It didn't have a lot of damage. Hugo, of course, is the worst one that ever came through here. But I'm feeling pretty good because our house survived Hugo. There was apparently eight and a half feet of storm surge for that. And I was talking to somebody who used to own our house two owners ago. He walked up after the hurricane. He lives down in Garden City. And he's like, how'd y'all do? I used this is you met me before. I used to own this house. So he came in and looked around. But he said he had a video from after Hugo, mm-hmm. like an aerial shot of the entire Surfside Beach. And the only thing standing was our house. Oh, my gosh. Like in the little area. Like yeah, the houses had, really just collapsed and fell they down? They were gone. I don't know where they went or what happened. Our porches were gone. Like apparently it took off the porches off our uh-huh. house. But the house was like standing with nothing around it. Wow. So I'm wow. feeling good about our little sweet little baby beach house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's time for our weekly good news segment. And today we have an email from Cindy in South Africa. And I want to thank you, Cindy, for emailing me this. I think this is our first share from South Africa. She wrote, about a year ago, my husband was an Uber driver and had a client who was new to our city. He invited her to our church. When I met her, she started telling me that her partner, who she had moved here for, was rather ill in the hospital. We kept in touch and we prayed for him to get better. Unfortunately, he didn't and he passed on. When I heard the news, I immediately went to her house with a plant as a gift to offer my condolences. I cleaned her kitchen, made some coffee, and I just sat and let her sit in silence. I continued to check on her as the weeks went by, and she is now back on her feet in her new apartment, and her life is starting to come together again. Last week, a huge box of sweet treats and a beautiful vanilla-scented candle arrived at my door, and it was from her. This was her message to me. This is a little something to say thank you for being there for me, a total stranger, when I was going through the most. I hope you enjoy it. Stay blessed. I was so humbled. Let's be kind, everybody. We never know how much that next person needs it. That's awesome. I love that story. Yeah. And, you know, she probably, I mean, she was new to the community. She really needed, She like, she probably didn't have her support system around right. her yet. So, yeah. Yeah. You just never know how a kind word or gesture could really be life-changing for somebody. Absolutely. Well, Cindy, thank you. And listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story 
or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. So before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about the companies that make it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today I want to talk about Cleanish. If you go to jenstevens.com slash cleanish, you can find a link to Cleanish itself. And I want to take also a minute to encourage people, if you have not taken the time to go through Cleanish yet, you really need to. I was at a conference this past week and having a, a discussion with somebody about Cleanish. They were like, how'd your book launch go? Because I hadn't seen them since Cleanish came out. And I'm like, well, it was not Fast Feast Repeat, obviously, but a lot of people were like a little bit intimidated by the idea of cleaning things up. Like I didn't realize that. I thought everybody would like to make a few changes. And I think some people feel like you have to either do all or nothing. Do you ever get that feeling, Sherry? Yes. But do you know what I've noticed since I've started trying to educate people about cleaning up their lives and like their skincare routines and their cleaning products? What? They think that the idea of being cleanish is propaganda. Oh, it's not. Like that there's no scientific facts. Somebody argued with me once about there's no such thing as clean beauty. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually there is. And there is science to support like endocrine disruptors and all of that. I mean, see, I was with this whole, you know, health and wellness community at this conference this past week. And I mean, this is all just kind of understood. I mean, everybody in the whole community is already like way more clean than I am, right? I'm just clean-ish compared to most of these people that are there. And so it's, I had no idea that people thought it was propaganda. I oh, thought yeah. people just thought it was too hard. But scare that's, tactics is what they said it's called. Oh, no, it is. No, it is not scare <laughs> tactics. I promise you there is nothing more powerful than cleaning up where you can. It can make such a difference in your health. So get cleanish and work your way through it and look at the studies and you know, I've got links to things. And then you'll realize every little thing you can do makes a difference. And and don't be intimidated by it. Don't feel like it's overwhelming. Just change a couple of things. You know, I was in Arizona. I used my traditional deodorant because that's the only kind that works for me. But when I'm here and it's wintertime, I wear my natural deodorant. You know, I've changed my cleaning products. I've changed you know, to beauty counter for my, my makeup and my, my skincare and my shampoo and my conditioner. So if you go to jenstevens.com slash cleanish, there's a link to purchase cleanish. Start with that. Read cleanish, work your way through it slowly. Make the changes that you can. Know that it's not propaganda. It actually <laughs> makes a difference in your life. There are also links with special offers to try all of my favorite clean companies, Green Chef, Daily Harvest, Dry Farm Wines, Beauty Counter, and Branch Basics. Oh, by the way, Sherry, they served us Dry Farm Wine the whole time we were there. Nice. Someone sponsors the event that that I go to. It is possible to get overserved even with dry farm wines. Gala. Or gala at the gala. I had a beautiful I call it a gala. On. Okay, gala. I had a beautiful dress on, felt beautiful, drank too much wine. <laughs> it happened at the fire pit. Someone kept filling my glass. Yeah. I might have howled at the moon. It, don't tell anyone. <laughs> But the next day I said if it was a full moon. It was a beautiful full moon Arizona night. And there may have been people howling at the moon just for fun. And so I said, if you ever see me howling at the moon again, I should have gone to bed an hour ago. <laughs> anyway, oh. I, that's not true. That didn't happen or did it? <laughs> well, now it is time for this week's life lesson. 
or in this case, Life Lessons. This is episode 100 of the Life Lessons podcast. Yay. I know, such a milestone. I can't believe it. To celebrate, we thought we would share life lessons or words of advice from our listeners and community. So Jen and I, we share weekly along with our great guests, but this week we want our community to shine and we wanted to give them an opportunity to share. But real quick, before we get to the community's life lessons, if you had one piece of word of advice that you could share with somebody, one thing, you got to nail it. What would it be, Jen? You know that video of the little girl in the back seat trying to put on her seatbelt on her little car seat and her dad wants to help her? You worry about yourself? And she says, worry about yourself. (laughs) Yes. That is it. I mean, I have gotten to the point, like imagine a big, you know, diagram of things you can control. The only thing you control is you. That's true. Everything else is outside of that diagram. You can't control the way your spouse reacts to you. You can't control what your children do. You can't, you know, you you can't control anything except yourself. Worry about yourself. That little girl saying, worry about yourself. She got it nailed already. Yeah. If you guys have not seen that video, you need to look it up on YouTube. Like, it's the best. Love her. It's a classic in our house. Worry about yourself. Anyway. Well, I think at 49, my best advice is that each and every one of you deserve to take up space to be seen, to be heard, and to have your needs met. And if you don't currently feel this way, I urge you to do the work to figure out why and then work to move into that place. Remove people from your life that don't allow you to be authentically you because you matter. That's so very true. And that is also worry about yourself, making you the priority and knowing that you are enough, you're good enough no matter what. And if other people don't respond well to you, again, oh well, not something you can control. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, so we're going to start with Lulu's advice. And Lulu, I love your name because that's my baby dog's name. <laughs> Anyway, she says, I'm always giving people advice. So when I saw your request for a life lesson, I had to think hard about it. I guess the most valuable thing I've told people and heard the most grateful feedback from is regarding having a baby. I meet so many young women recently married who say things like, well, we want to travel through Europe this year. And then next year we want to do Asia. And then we're going to buy a boat and do up the house. So I'll get pregnant in four years time when I'm 35. And then I'll go back to work after a year for 18 months. And then I'll have a second baby. And they have this timeline. I say to them, life isn't always so cut and dried like that. You can't always just create a baby on demand and that I've known so many people with fertility issues who end up having to start fertility treatment at the age of 36 or 37, and they end up having to sell their boat and sell their fancy cars to pay for it, and then they aren't always successful. So I say, if you can't possibly imagine your life without a baby... Perhaps forget the boat and maybe one holiday and start trying for a baby a couple of years earlier because you can always buy a boat later on. But once your fertility window is closed, it's closed. My other one would be just because you happen to share the same parents or the same blood as someone, it doesn't mean you have to share your lives. If you don't particularly happen to like a sibling or worse, you have a toxic relationship with them, do not feel obliged to work on it or stick it out. Cut them loose, and if you can imagine being on your deathbed and have no regrets about it, then don't feel guilty. Friends are the family you choose yourself. Keep up the good work. So true. Yep. And it kind of goes back to what I said. Yeah. Like, if you can't be happy with them, you can't be yourself with them, cut them out. All right. Kelly in Canada says, I am 48. 
My most important lesson in life this far is take the time to develop your own opinion on people you meet, especially coworkers, as other people's opinions may not apply to you. I learned this lesson when I started a new job when I was 25 years old. When I started, a few new coworkers told me to avoid talking to another coworker, so I listened to them and didn't get to know him at first. Later on, when I did take the time to get to know him, I realized that I had way more in common with him than the other people, and we actually became good friends. Now I wait to develop my own opinions and try not to give my opinions about other people. And Kelly, that is so true. This was me as a teacher. I didn't want to hear about kids from their last year's teacher. Didn't want right. to. Unless you, you love them. Form your own opinion. If you loved the kid, tell me how much you love the kid and why. If you did not like the kid, so many times I just figured out it was the teachers, not the kid. Yeah. Because I loved the kid. Well, my mom and brother did not like his sixth grade teacher at all. They It was a rough school year. And then I got her in sixth grade. And my mom was so upset that she wanted to get me changed to a different class. I loved that teacher. Yeah. I mean, loved her. She was People one of my sometimes don't click. best teachers. Yeah. So Allie from California says she's a recently retired boomer. And she wants you to know that you are not your career, regardless of what it is. She wrote, I lost a most prized accomplishment midway in my teaching career, and it almost derailed me. I'd given my all to this course, an advanced placement class. I had trained diligently, put in countless hours planning the course, fundraising for the entrance exam fees, prepping my students on weekend study sessions, etc. I had high pass rates, but during my third year, my student enrollment fell, and they canceled the course, which was devastating. My self-worth was immersed in my career advancements and achievements. I was an A-type personality and a typical overachiever. I felt like I must have failed in some way that no one was brave enough to tell me. I cried all wake weekend, making myself physically ill. I eventually realized I was more than the sum of my achievements. I was a person of worth, even if I had achieved nothing. Just being present was enough. I now focus upon that. While I will continue to plan and set goals, the accomplishment or not of them no longer defines my worth as a person. That's important. All right. Debbie says, I've had to make a lot of very hard decisions all on my own. All I worried about was what was everyone thinking about me or saying about me. Lots of people judged me and continue to do so, but they don't live in my heart or home. Why did it take her so long? Why did she do, say, act, fill in the blank? I came to realize that nobody but me has to live with the decision or the consequences. My life lesson is I can do what I can live with for a big life-changing decision. I give this advice to people who ask what they should do in a given situation. It might feel good to walk in and say, I quit at a job you hate, but can you live with the consequences? I mean, live on your own with no help. Sometimes the decision will make others mad or hurt, and you don't know how they'll react to your decision. If the answer is yes, then do it. If it's no, then decide what you can live with and do something else. An example, I have siblings who are extremely toxic. I tried one last time to have an adult relationship with them. It didn't work, and I had to make the decision to live without them in my life. Also, when my mom passed away, not eight of nine siblings Half of them within a 30-minute drive didn't come to see her during her six months in and out of hospitals and nursing homes. I went daily, and they all thought I did just that because I was getting her house. But I did what I could live with. I decided when she passed not to have a viewing. Her friends were too sick to come, and her kids chose not to come. 
So why put myself through the whole process? I chose to do what I could live with. Thanks, ladies, and congratulations on hitting 100. That's great advice. Thank you, Debbie. You know, it is. You, you, you have to do what you can live with. Right. Julie from Monument, Colorado, and I think this is a great one, Julie. She says, my advice is for anyone in their 30s or 40s with kids in sports, do not get caught up in all the hype and the catching up with the Joneses. So quickly, parents are ready to one-up other families by putting their kids in specialty clinics, camps, private lessons, and it really doesn't pay off. Keep the kids in multiple sports. Don't have them attend practices more than a couple times a week, and those kids will prosper and dominate later. High school sports can be the most fun and interactive time for a kid, and yet many kids have burned out prior to that due to excessive focus in one sport. Also, having a few nights a week for family dinner where everyone can laugh, tell about their day, etc., is worth its weight in gold versus sitting at a practice field or ice rink and having fast food on the way home. I love the old school articles about hockey great Wayne Gretzky when he talked about at the end of hockey season, they would put their gear in the garage and switch to lacrosse. He swears that was part of his success by not playing one sport all year long. Not all kids are going to grow up to be Wayne Gretzky or Mia Hamm, but let's let our kids enjoy the sports without the excessive push to play seven days a week. We have three kids that happily play many sports, and I learned this lesson early when the push from society and coaches was to narrow them down to one sport at age eight or nine. My goodness. Oh, yeah. That's such good advice. Yes. Keep them diverse. Yeah. Let them do what they love. Well, and it's funny because skills from other sports actually complement other sports. So that's true. You might get faster feet at one sport, which might help you in your favorite sport. So diversity, there's something to be said for that. Michelle from Colorado says, I am 58. My one piece of advice would be to put relationships with loved ones and friends first over everything else. It's the deepness of my relationships with my family and friends, which has enriched my life. Tell the people in your life how important they are to you and tell them you love them often. Give hugs freely, laugh often, and have a heart of gratitude. Don't judge, but remember, we don't always know what another person has gone through, so be compassionate and empathetic. So this is from Sherry's coworker. (laughs) I know who this is. She said, I am 53 years old and I recently lost my 76-year-old mother. I have been going through all of her things, and I do mean all, as she had a ton of stuff. As I sort, I realize it is just stuff. My parents are relatively wealthy and have a giant house, and over the last 20 years, my mom has filled it to the rim. When my mom's parents died, she kept their bedroom suite and a ton of their things. When my dad's parents died, mom kept several marble top tables and chairs. When my mom's brother and sister died in years past, she kept so many of their things. Guess what? It's all just stuff, stuff that I'm selling, donating, and giving away. Owning all their stuff won't bring them back. Pick a few small sentimental items and move on. Also, I now own all of my mom's jewelry, and I will never need another piece. Since I'm a healthcare worker and rarely dress up or travel, it's really just more stuff. Life isn't about having more stuff. One of my favorite quotes is, you aren't wealthy until you have something money can't buy. You know, that is so true. The freedom of, you know, we had our estate sale and right. I got rid of 
so many things. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of sentimental things that had been my grandmother's like silver punch bowl. I don't need a silver punch bowl. <laughs> We're now living full time at our 926 square foot beach house. Right. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I don't need stuff. Don't fill it up with stuff. All right. Cheryl Grumbin from California has a great reminder. At 66 years old, my best advice is don't let fear place limits on your life. Be willing to take risks. That's so important. Great You know, advice. if I had yes. not taken the time to write Delayed on Deny, I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Who well, was a teacher writing an intermittent fasting book. It changed my life. Taking right. that risk, not being afraid to say what I wanted to say. Well, sometimes success lies on the other side of fear. Always. It always does. Not sometimes. It always oh. lies on the other side of fear. Naomi from Australia, she says, go traveling any chance you get, even if it means postponing getting the house with the white picket fence. I feel so privileged to have traveled to multiple countries before travel was restricted for the past three years. I feel like I am a more compassionate person having experienced how other people live. I'm less prone to judging those I don't understand and whose path I haven't walked. I've experienced lots of delicious new food, too. I can't wait to go traveling again soon and discover more of this beautiful world. These are the things I'll remember fondly when my time on earth is done. Oh, I love that. That's what I have not done much of is traveling. Yeah. Oh, I need to do more of that. I would love to. Patty from Michigan says, I'm 65 years old and I've worked in the legal community since 1977. I've seen families fall apart because there was no will. Also, if you're not married but have a truly significant other, please make sure you have a medical power of attorney or HIPAA designation so that if you're hospitalized, your favorite person in the world can at least get updates or can be allowed in the ICU. That is so important. Pam says, I'm quickly heading towards my 60s. Good grief. I've learned so many lessons. But the most important is this. People are often in our lives just for a season, and that's okay. We live and love and learn, and sometimes we need to let people go. There can be sadness and grief, but letting those seasons come and go is natural and normal. That's a good one. All right. KC Train from Star Valley, Wyoming says, when I was attending college, I had a work-study job at the college's daycare center. After working there for about a month, I couldn't help but notice the lead teacher and how she interacted with the kids who were between three and five years old. She never raised her voice, and the kids flocked to her like a real-life Mary Poppins. One afternoon, when all the kids had gone home, I asked her, how do you do that? With a sly smile, she replied, I've got a few tricks. Would you like to hear them? I found myself just as mesmerized by her as the kids were, and I eagerly pulled up a chair and I listened to what would become perhaps the most valuable advice. She explained that the first thing I needed to know was that she used the teachings of a woman named Myrna B. Shore, who believed in the problem-solving technique of teaching and parenting. Then she said, but this is the most important thing you really need to remember. Empower, don't overpower, and you'll win every time. It was just a short two years after that conversation that we would have our first child, and I remembered her wise words. One of the first books I bought was Raising a Thinking Child by Myrna Shore. I read it, and I implemented the practice with both my boys throughout their childhoods. She was right about everything. When you empower children from the beginning, you win every time. But what she didn't say is in that process, they win too. 
you get some of the best kids you could ever imagine. And in turn, they become kind, loving, gentle, thoughtful human beings. And that, my friends, is the best parenting life lesson I ever received. And I will be passing the book along to my boys when it's their turn to raise amazing kids. I love that. I love And that really is true. Empower, don't overpower. That's pretty mm-hmm. much my philosophy for everything I do. You know, in the intermittent fasting community, with cleanish, when I was a teacher, as a parent, trying to empower someone to make their best decisions for themselves. Right. So we have a contribution from Grateful in New York. She said, friendship isn't about who you have known the longest. It's about who walked into your life and said, I'm here for you and proved it. I'm 52. And about 11 years ago, I went through a very difficult time with my fiance. His use of narcotics for back pain became an addiction and took over his life and subsequently mine as well. Things spiraled out of control, and three months before our wedding, he tried to take his life out of desperation to stop it all. By the grace of God, I found him before it was too late, and I got him the help he needed. I had what I thought was a strong friend foundation with the group I was with, but I guess they either didn't know how to handle my decision to stay with him or were just too opinionated about it. Not sure at this point, as they no longer come around. I have one friend who never wavered. She was by my side literally that night as she came to stay with me at 4 a.m. to just hold me while I cried and has been by our side ever since. She has never judged him for what he tried to do that day and has always loved and supported us. I love my friend with all my heart. Her family is like our family, and we have been friends for almost 25 years. So although my circle is not big, it is all I will ever need. Wow, that's a good friend. All right, Deb from Massachusetts says, go with what you know. I've always had a fear of what if, what if this happens, which is usually a worst case scenario. I now try to pause and ask myself, what do I know? Go with what I know. It forces me to slow down and not think the worst outcome is the only outcome. I will go over the absolutes in my mind and take it one step at a time. When I know more, I will reevaluate. It helps to keep me in the present and not in the fear of the future. Andrea from Broomfield, Colorado says, I'm about to turn 62. The most important lesson I've learned is to put your family ahead of your job. I was a loyal employee for 24 years, and there were many times I prioritized my work over family. When I left, I realized my employer, a hospital, didn't really care about me and that any loyalty was completely one-sided. I don't regret my work because I loved it but I regret every single time I put my job ahead of my family and just giving so much of my heart and soul to an organization that didn't value me. Do you know how true that is? Can I just tell you that is 100% true? And I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's many different types of jobs. Maybe it's more service jobs. I absolutely feel that about a hospital I worked for in Kansas. And afterwards, I said, I will never do that again. Well, Columbia County Schools, I'm just going to say it out loud because it's a toxic place. Well, it used to be. When I was there, it was a toxic place to work, but you didn't know it because they told you how lucky you were to work there every single day. And (laughs) you're so lucky to work here. I remember when we were having some financial difficulties in the state, we were having furloughs, and the superintendent came around to talk to every school, and I guess it was supposed to be a pep talk. But instead, what he said, I never forgot, he said, you know, for every one of you here, there are a hundred people who are applying to take your job. You're so very lucky to be here. So just be grateful that you're here. I mean, that was what he told us. 
Well, and, and I'm even, like, well, okay, I guess I now just learned I'm just a number on a list and you don't care about me. And it was true. Right now in healthcare, there's a huge crisis in a now in teaching. healthcare workers, but they still treat you. You're just boots yeah. on the ground. You're not I a was person. just a number on a list. Yep. And, and for the superintendent to say that, I guess he didn't have any good coaching about how to make your staff loyal, but I was just like, what? Did he just tell us that? He wasn't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jacqueline, she says, I'm 62. When bad things happen, like a child moving away, families fighting over things that may not matter tomorrow, and death, especially death of someone close, please take time for yourself and think before you talk. Don't talk with emotion. Think things over and try to forgive and say and do all things with love, because in a year, you will wish you had handled things differently. Give yourself time to process these things before you react with actions or your mouth. Life is full of regrets. Try to engage with love and respect. Sometimes you need to remove or step back from people, and that's okay. Just try to love others. You'll be happy in the long run. Resentment will eat you up. Many times people don't even care or know you're hurting. So just give things much thought before interacting. Plan for retirement. It will save you a lot of stress. Learn to love yourself and treat yourself as well as you treat others. It's okay to do for yourself. And Jacqueline says, I enjoy your show so much. It's so real. Thank you. Yep. Sherry and I don't know how to be unreal. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I talked about the conference I went to and we had a space themed Halloween party and everybody was dressed in like a sexy space costume. Right. That was an inflatable alien abduction. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris from Wisconsin says, I am 58 years old and I have been married for 30 years. My advice is don't take anything for granted. Tomorrow is not promised. My husband had a heart attack in Jamaica at age 52. Third world health care. He is lucky to be alive and our journey to get to Florida was long, difficult, and expensive. We made it with the help of family and friends, and he's 61 now and lives each day fully. Tomorrow is a gift to be cherished. I'm sure that was really scary. Oh, I bet it was. Brenda from Maryland, age 50, says never be afraid to be your own health advocate. You could save your own life from a rare disease. That's so true because so often we we might feel intimidated by a doctor and Doctors don't know everything. I was just at this conference of healthcare professionals. A lot of them are doctors and surgeons, and they will readily admit what they don't know. Mm-hmm. This group of doctors will, right? Because they know that they don't know everything. Amy Joe says, I am a 46 year old whose son just got married. I'm not the least bit sad about it, except for I wish I had known as a young mother to really be in the moment with your small child more. I thought the sleeplessness and sickness and teething and potty training were hard. Nope. What's hard is knowing I wasn't always my best self in the hard moments that felt big at the time. The years really are short, Mama. Let them be little and be patient. That is so true. Monica from Massachusetts. Life is fragile. Cherish the moments. I am in the season of my life where retirement happens. I've raised my children and enjoy beautiful grandchildren. I'm lucky. I still have my parents. I have friends who've lost parents spouses, siblings, and children. I've seen tragic disasters. A year ago, I was in a multiple motor vehicle accident. It was like dominoes. 
The occupants of the vehicle, two cars behind mine, did not survive. You never know what the next moment brings. Prioritize what's important. For me, it's my family and friends. I'm ready to slow down, spend time enjoying the good stuff. Well, Ruth says, this was the advice I received from my best friend when I was contemplating divorce after a 19-year marriage. Life is too long to stay so unhappy. Don't you mean too short, I asked? Her response was a firm, nope, I meant what I said. You have a long life ahead of you. Think about going through it as unhappy as you are now. It is exactly what I needed to hear. Life is so good now. Life is too long to stay so unhappy. That is so true. Peggy, the Missouri bison farmer, she says, I am in my early 60s. People do not, quote, do things to me. They do things and I react. That reaction is on me. No one makes me do anything. Own ourselves and our reactions. When describing an event, make sure you use the correct pronouns, as in when you walk into a restaurant and the hostess doesn't acknowledge you, you're tempted to walk out, becomes when I walk into a restaurant and the hostess doesn't acknowledge me, I am tempted to walk right out. It changes everything. It gives me the ownership of my actions. After all, it really is all about me and how I manage my life. This is especially important when arguing or having heated conversations. Own yourself or others will own you. She's kind of nailed it. And I've not really thought about it that way. I mean, I really think Peggy's lesson is, it's like, again, it's worry about yourself. Yeah. And people are not doing things to you. That, that is very true. Don't take it personally. Jamie with three kids. Her advice is let it go. I'm singing the song to Frozen in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be so worried about practically everything. I made my kids and everyone around me crazy. Then a friend's daughter got cancer at nine years old, and I realized the little crap is just that, little. So what if the kids didn't clean their room or eat all their vegetables? They are healthy, and we are all together. There's always dishes to wash, laundry to fold. Your family and friends are more important. Make time for that, and the rest will fall into place. That was 15 years ago, and I've never regretted leaving dishes in the sink to go do something with my kids. It was important when they were young, but I find it equally important now that they're living on their own. If they ask me to do something, I'm dropping everything to see them. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Anna from Canada. She says, I'm 52. As a 30-year-old new mom living in a small town far from friends and family and very much a pro breastfeeder, I joined La Liche League. Is that how you say it? La Liche League? Liche? Maybe. La Liche League. I've seen it written, but I don't think I've ever heard it or said it. At one meeting when I was questioning if I was doing things, quote, right, co-sleeping, planning to nurse until at least a year, not introducing solids until six months, not leaving my son with babysitters, et cetera, attachment parenting. I was told, do what feels right to you. If it doesn't feel right for you and your child, it most likely isn't. Best advice ever. I relaxed and followed my instincts. I have since passed that information on to many other new moms and been thanked for it. That's... Kind of goes along with what you said and what yeah. Deb said is yep. do what you can live with. Yep. Lynn from Michigan says, live your own life and don't get caught up in what everyone else thinks or is doing. It's so much easier. 
Yes. 100%. We've got a common theme going here. We do because that's really, you know, at the root of it, figuring out what's most important. And I think everyone is nailing it. Netta Gorman says, I'm 52 and a half. My most important lesson in life thus far has been that the impossible can become possible. It's at the very time when we wonder, will it ever happen for me? Or will I ever be able to do it? Whatever it is. For me, it was getting pregnant and having a baby or quitting sugar. We need to believe it's possible. Without knowing how or when, keep your eye on the goal. Don't give up. Believe. Take action. That would be my advice. I learned this valuable lesson when what I desired was bigger than the effort required to get there. Shannon says, do not wait until retirement to travel and experience new places and people. Show your spouse and children you love them every day. Leave no room for doubt. It is never too late to start a new career. Always follow your passion. Absolutely. Well, community, thank you for your life lessons. Those were wonderful. And I hope it really gets people thinking and really figuring out what what is your life lesson? What can you share with others? Yep. I think that, like you said, there's a common thread. Yes. Before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, I want to take a minute to invite you to the Life Lessons VIP community on Circle. This is a private online community, kind of like Facebook or any other social media, but it's private. You will only connect with people who are other members who are listeners of the podcast. You also get to connect with Jen and I there. And then each month I host video chats that all members are invited to participate in. And let me just tell you, they are so much fun. I love meeting people from all around the world. And we just talk and laugh about real life issues. I always come away so inspired and joyful. The chat this past Friday night was so great. We had the best conversations just about relationships, attachment styles, stress and grief. It's just a good time for everybody. It's so nice to sit down with other ladies and see people face to face that's not work or, you know, anything stressful. You know, I don't have a lot of face to face communication with women other than patients. So it's I really enjoy it. And so if you want to take part in this or you want to take part in the community or you just want to help support the costs associated with running the podcast, you can join us in the VIP community by going to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP. There you can choose your monthly membership contribution. There are two different choices and you get the same thing for either choice. We just want to make it affordable for everybody to help support the podcast if they choose. We look forward to seeing you there and meeting you, and I hope to see you in next month's video chat. So now it's time for our listener-led lesson, and this is from Beth in Ackworth, Georgia. She says, using a Target debit card helps you save an automatic 5% on most items purchased. Some specialty gift cards receive 5% savings when purchased one to two times a year. Target offers debit or credit card holders a full 10% off cards. With holiday shopping coming up, that's a great tip. Yeah, I love my Target red card. Yeah. It's always well, 5% off. I know. Time. Unfortunately, I don't have a Target. Oh, that is sad. Well, we always leave you with a motivational quote from a listener. Today, we have a contribution from Grout Girl. Having been in a funk for quite some time, and my negativity was beginning to grate on everyone's nerves, I saw the following bumper sticker, wag more, bark less. 
At that moment, while stuck in traffic, I chose to look at the good in any situation. I am still working at applying this many years later, and most days it works. I love that. That really is true. I've seen that quote before, but it really is good. Wag more, bark less. That is a great one. So listeners, thank you for joining us today. I loved this episode. So many great life lessons. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. Join us in the Life Lessons VIP community. Go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to be a VIP podcast supporter for either $4.99 or $9.99 a month. It's not one more thing you're going to have to do. It's just a place where you can support us, come to the video chats. Also, someone asked me to mention this. If you're a member of the Delay Don't Deny community on Circle, it's really easy to switch back and forth. It's not like a separate login. Oh, right. It's super easy. You just go there and then you just click and you go to the other one. And it's it's yep. super easy. So do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you would like to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and then listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.